Hello and welcome to the Bears and Lions podcast. In today's conversation, I actually do an impromptu podcast. Uh, some things happened today and I just really thought I needed to get this off my chest. So I talk about frantic people, frantic drivers, chaotic stories, uh, old memories, keys to success, and much more. I hope you all enjoy. There are a few things in life that tilt me more than frantic, chaotic drivers. And let me let me tell you why. Like this morning, there was a guy, I was on the road on the way to the gym, and this guy comes zooming past me. And I'm not talking like, oh, you're running a little bit late. You got to go like three to five over the speed limit. I'm talking like this guy was going 10 to 20 miles an hour over the speed limit. And he was zooming in and out. And there was not a ton of cars on the road, but there's enough where it's dangerous. And there's like school buses. So like add kids that could be around the side of the road waiting for the bus. So it's like, this is not the wisest thing. And it gave me anxiety. And at one point he, I watched him go past me and then he squeezed in between two cars. So there was one in one lane and then a little bit ahead, there was another in another lane. And I could see where this guy almost clipped the front car because he's changing lanes in between them trying to get wherever he's going. And it just, it, it made me kind of take a step back and say, wow, like that guy's in a hurry and I can understand being in a hurry, but that's dangerous. And that's putting other people in danger. And it kind of gave me that anxiety because I've had a couple friends who have been in really bad car accidents and I'll say near fatal because they did not die, thankfully. They were able to walk away. But one specifically, one of my friends, uh, she told me about her accident and how she was on the interstate and literally the semi-truck that hit her, the wheel went all the way through her passenger seat, like right next to her. And she didn't have like a big car where it's like, oh, it's I was still safe. No, like it went right through the passenger seat which is wild. And then Jaws of Life haven't... So things like that have helped me be a more cautious driver. Now, I'm not like a prude because I've, I've ran late and I've definitely gone, you know, a couple miles over the speed limit to get somewhere a little bit quicker. But it's just not worth it to me. I'm okay with being a little bit late nowadays. Uh, and, and if I'm really worried about being late, I leave earlier. And it's just one of those things that I think gives you a perspective on it when you've experienced that or you've seen it. But I was sitting there thinking about this guy who's just speeding by and had to have been late for work or late for something important to go that fast. And I just kept thinking that's kind of reckless because there's, you know, the, the school buses, the kids that stand on the side waiting for the school buses. You never know what's going to happen if one runs out like it's just wild and it's dangerous. And the wildest thing about it is as I got up to a stoplight very far ahead, I got up to this stoplight and I look over and the car that's very next to me is the guy that had sped through everything. He just hit two lights at the same time. And then I caught up to him because I didn't hit that first light and I caught up to him at that second light. And of course, as soon as the light turns green, you know, he, he's off again. But I just thought it was interesting that you can have the frantic and then you can have the calm, collected, a little bit safer uh, 
I, I would say maybe maybe it's not necessarily safer, but it's a little bit more aware and cautious, and you get to the same destination at the same time. Which there's a lesson in here. Because if you are the person who is constantly frantic in your life, whether it's with traffic and driving, and you're constantly going from one thing to the next thing to the next thing, and you have to get somewhere fast, one, I would say your mentality has very much impacted how you move throughout your life. And that mentality is probably impatient, which means you are looking for the quick reward, which means you will always take the one marshmallow versus waiting for the second one. If you know that study, you'll always go for the quick thing instead of the long-term success. And in the process of that, you're always going to end up paycheck to paycheck, essentially, because you're only going to go after what serves your purpose right now, not what's going to be uh, down the road, but what serves your purpose now. And if you lived with that mentality, it'd be really difficult to maintain a, a certain amount of health, a certain amount of financial responsibility, because if you make a decent amount of money, let's just say you make good money, but then you see something that you really like and you go buy it. And then you see something that you really like again and you go buy it. You can technically afford both of them, but now since you bought both of them, you have to catch up on some of your other bills. And so now you have to wait. But if you see something again, you're going to go buy it. And this is what a lot of people do. They just put it on credit card and they say, yeah, I'll, I'll earn it back. But they don't realize that in the process of going deeper and deeper into debt, that time and the amount that they're earning goes down. And I had to learn this the hard way. And I'll just be brutally honest. I used to bounce around from thing to thing to thing. And you're probably looking around. You know the frantic friend who's always bouncing from relationship to relationship, job to job, friend to friend, group to group. Uh, I mean, they're always telling you about something new that they're working on or that they're, I'm going to air quotes this, that they're working on because they're probably just talking a big talk and not actually doing it. If they are doing it, they're probably just putting in that first little effort and they're like, this is exciting. I bought the website. It's going to be awesome. We, this is this is Brad Chad's pocketbooks, like uh, whatever it might be. Like, we're going to do this. It's going to be great. And then after the first like week or two, they're like, yeah, it's actually way too hard. Uh, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to do this. I, I used to be that type of person very much so. And a couple of my friends can attest to this. I used to always have some big idea that I wanted to work on. I wanted to do a podcast. I wanted to write a book. I wanted to write music. I wanted to uh, do all sorts of things. And in the process of doing that, I lost track of a lot of different people to where I no longer was able to check in. And I was always the person who, when something would go bad, I would go to a certain amount of my friends and be like, oh, woe is me. Life is so hard and all this stuff. But I never once would go to them or listen to them and ask them, hey, how are you doing? I was not a reliable friend. I was not somebody who was patient. I was not somebody who was trustworthy with any any type of secret or sharing anything 
And this all goes back to a insecurity of myself and a, a frantic impatience where I just, I never knew how to delay my gratification. And as I grew older and older, I started going on this discipline journey a couple months ago, and I'm really seeing a difference from when I was 18 to 28 to now I'm 34. And from me, from 32 to 34, it's been light years, light years of difference where I'm able to delay that gratification because I honestly just don't care about getting it quickly. I would rather go slow, steady, with caution, and with wisdom than try to speed through it. And there is this weird analogy that that happened to me. We have a uh, like a small mountain uh, here in Tennessee. Uh, it's called Lookout Mountain. And there's this incline railway. And you can take it from the bottom to the top, and it's a direct route. And it's slow, and it's kind of cool, and neat and you get to see really cool views while you're riding this incline railway and it takes about 10 minutes to go up to the top of the mountain maybe maybe a little bit more maybe 10 to 12 but if you drive up the mountain it's this winding road all along the side that goes back and forth and it kind of goes a little bit wider and a little bit farther and then when you finally get up it takes about 10 to 12 minutes so it's the same time frame one is a different mentality than the other. One leads you in, you're in control. The other one, the conductor of the little trolley is in control and you don't have to worry about it. And it's nice because you just enjoy what's around you. What I've noticed is when you drive up that mountain, you kind of have to pay attention because the roads are really windy and people just drive chaotic sometimes down that mountain. And I, I was driving up there a couple years ago with, a, with one of my coworkers because we were, were, I was working at a roofing company and we were doing a roof right near the Incline Railway. And we were having a conversation and I kept having to like pause the conversation and pay attention because people would try to pass or people would be driving fast. And I'm driving a, a roofing truck, so it's bigger. And it was interesting just to see how that mentality would differ. And if you want to go in a direction, you can get there pretty much with the same speed, but with caution and desire. See, if I wanted to have a full conversation, I could have taken the incline railway and been able to have a full conversation just sitting there while somebody else is uh, in the, the driver's seat. And it just brings me back to the process of, and you've probably heard it, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go to, if you want to go far, go together. I'll I'll say that again because I've heard Erwin McManus say it and a bunch of other people, and it's sound advice. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And what that means to me has uh, impacted me in so many ways. Because everything that I look back on, if it wasn't for those friends who would be there for me, and even though I was a frantic friend, they would give me grace and show me grace. And since then, I've, I feel like I've learned from them as well how to be that friend that does care and how, how to be that friend that is 
encouraging and listens and it's not always about me so a conversation i'll sit down i don't need to talk i like to talk i love to talk and i love to share my wisdom but in no way shape or form do i ever want to control a conversation i like to listen and respond to something and sometimes i'll share like hey here's a story about when i was this age and this is what happened I genuinely just want to connect with you and say, I kind of actually know what you're talking about because you went through this and I went through that and they're kind of the same if you look at it this way. In some cases, I don't know. And I have to remind myself, hey, I've never been through what you're going through. But it's interesting the way that more and more as I grow older, I see that the destination, it's just another thing. Like if you if you think that getting to a destination quicker is going to make you happy, by all means, go for it. You can speed along and be reckless, but remember, there are consequences if you hit somebody on the way, if you go through something on accident, if you crash, and and this goes for driving as well as just in life. If you really want to do something, go fast. Go try it. Do it. I can promise you, if you get to that much quicker, awesome. I choose now to make sure that what I'm doing is building a foundation that's going to be bigger than just the destination. I, I want to make sure that every aspect of my walk with Christ, because I'm a very faith-based person, I've talked about it before, I, I want to make sure every aspect of my financial burdens are... Uh, responsibly taken care of. I want to make sure that my friendships are taken care of. I want to be the best friend I absolutely can. So if I that means checking in on them, if that means sending them a Snapchat, or if that means just seeing how they're doing, I want to make sure that I'm able to do that. And I want to make sure that as I develop those skills throughout my life, when I get to a destination, I am not that person who's like yes i made it and i look around and there's nobody around me i used to always say it like this a lot of, it's easy to climb the mountain of success if you're not worried about any of the people that you pass you know if, if you're climbing and you're able to do it alone you can fly up a mountain sometimes just because you are strong enough to your sheer strength determination if you're hiking if you've ever gone hiking you can force yourself and force your body to do a lot of incredible things. Mentally, work mindset, you can do the same thing. But if there are people that you're meeting along the way, coworkers that are at the bottom of the mountain and then managers that are in the middle of the mountain and other people who you meet along the way and you just simply say, deuces, y'all are stuck on the bottom. When you get to the top, I can promise you that the only voice that you are going to hear is the echo of yourself, and that's it. And you will be so happy to say, I accomplished this, and all that you will hear is your voice saying, I accomplished this. And there will be nobody to share it. Nobody will remember that memory because you haven't shared it with anybody but yourself. So when you die, that memory dies with you. 
See, I want to make sure that if I'm starting at the bottom and I'm running into coworkers, hey, let's let's go up the next step. Let's I'm going to help you get to the next step. You help me get to the next step. You, you know, we're going to help each other throughout this. Managers, middle of the mountain. Hey, thank you so much for everything that you've done. You've laid a foundation here. Hey, thanks for kind of teaching me how to go through this rocky area. I really appreciate that. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And by the time you get to the top, it no longer becomes about getting to the top. It becomes about the journey with all the people along the way. And when you finally get to the top, it's everybody that you have been around and been involved with and helped to the top. They've helped you. And now there's a crowd of you that is able to celebrate this memory and the memory lives with all of those people as well. And the reason why I know this is because all the good stories that I have are usually from groups of people that experienced it. And they tell the story one way. I'll tell the story another way. And then they'll say, Oh no, no, no. Remember, remember. And then you were like this. And then, and then you were like, and then I remember I said, there are stories with some of my friends that we can't share just by ourselves and say, yeah, well, I had this one friend who just did this. No, it's it's a group where it's like, this was the most incredible time. You had to have been there, but you don't have to be there to understand that these people meant the world to me. And that is success in my eyes, is being able to find a way to slowly, maturely, without having to be frantic, or dangerous, but just going at the pace that you can and help the people around you. I know that this is a, a little bit uh, unorthodox podcast. This was one of them where, I, you know, this happened this morning and I just kept thinking about it and I wanted to kind of discuss it because I think there are some valuable lessons in the, the traffic. And I actually would love to talk about traffic at one point just for the sheer fact that I love the sign uh, when people are in traffic, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but when people are in traffic, it says, um, you're not in traffic. You are the traffic. I think that that would just be such a fun topic to delve into the fact that you're actually the traffic, like you're, you're the person you are a part of it and, and you're a cause of it. Uh, so that may be for another time. I really appreciate everybody who listens. There's some really big things coming on uh, the next few weeks. Of course, Thanksgiving's coming up. I There is a beautiful interview with an amazing news reporter and TV personality, a former multimedia journalist and somebody who I went to school with on Sunday. So that's at 9 a.m. And I cannot wait to share that with you. But for everybody else, if you want to follow me on social media, you can find me on Twitter. That is actually X, formerly known as Twitter. You can find me on in, uh, TikTok and Twitter, both at Kyle Vaught. That's V as in Victor ATT. On Instagram, I'm at Kyle underscore Vaught, V as in Victor ATT. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Make sure that you follow the podcast and rate that five stars if you would. And if you're watching on YouTube, thank you for that. I really, really appreciate that. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe and share if you can. I really, uh, It really helps out a lot. But for everybody, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Remember to give grace, show love, and as always, stay stellar.